No, I just lost power, I imagine, due to extreme heat. Gotcha. Well, we in Arizona, as Bane would say, we were born in the heat, molded by it, so... Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we'll be recapping the events of the Elite West Region Round 3 tournament that took place this uh, past weekend of July 7th. And here to help me do so once again is Alan Thomas. Alan, thanks, man, for uh, for hopping on. And uh, sorry about the the changes again. Uh, definitely my bad, but I appreciate you being a uh, flexible man. Thank you. Hey, yeah, always happy to join you. And, uh, you know, no technical issues this time, so I think I can forgive you. Right. Just going to knock on wood and, and hope everything goes well. Um, I will say, quick disclaimer, though, we did try to have Serge Ferrari on here, but unfortunately, uh, Dr. Ferrari had a, a project get thrust <laughs> upon him last minute. And uh, because of, without getting too involved into my military life, which I've been griping about a lot of Phil in the most recent episodes, uh, there's a lot of transitioning going on. So unfortunately, I didn't have the chance to put together the panel that I wanted to, but I don't want like four weeks to pass by before we can do this. So uh, it's just you and me, man. Let's just go ahead and um, let's get right into it. Starting with, um, what was the major difference that you noticed between round round two and three other than the location? Let's start there. Sure. Uh, definitely some key, some teams you know came out to play. There were some more shakeups in the top four, but really anarchy. Just having a team that we none of us had ever seen play in the in the way that they're currently built you know we've probably all played against billy and mikey if you've been to nationals in the last two years then you for sure know those guys but it was interesting seeing a team come from another division where they weren't necessarily the the, you know they didn't even win their division actually but come out here and really do well in the west was uh it was an interesting it was an interesting impact on the west yeah i uh did you have any idea of of like how they're going to impact uh, round three or were you, were you expecting them first of all? Well, I knew they were coming. Yeah. Billy had announced it actually months ago. Like I think somewhere before round two, even he announced that they were going to come to round three. So there, the, uh, the East round three was so early. It was like in, it was like beginning of June. It was almost a month ago. So like right. they were going to have to potentially go three months without an elite tournament between their last one and national. So really it made, it made perfect sense for them to come. Um, and it, you know, it's currently still within the rules. It, there's just some stipulations, uh, as far as elite, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, uh, they really showed up and good for them. I'll say it was, uh, almost paralleled to when, uh, I went to the East coast with Titan, um, in Boston back in 2016, same thing. We're just trying to get another uh, round of practice in as a team. And we thought we were just going to steamroll everybody. And for the most part we did, but um, I guess shoot us, which is the team yeah. that preceded anarchy just said no. And we're like, who the are these guys? Like they're like this Mikey guys, like don't underestimate him. That guy throws hard as crap. And there's this one guy who can catch just about everything. And so, you know, watching anarchy kind of build from that, add uh, Billy to the mix, um, I had a feeling they're, they're going to be a pretty solid team. And I was very curious how they would do against the West. And so when I found out they're going to show up, I was like, wow, they're going to be like top five easily. And I wonder how some of the other teams are going to react to that. And it was, um, I, it's, it's kind of like a, a mixed feeling for me. It was cool watching a new team from a new region come in and dominate the West and, and give everybody a run for their money, especially people like, or teams like Rise and Doom. But at the same time, it's like, come on guys, like we can't, we can't let these guys come in and, 
and, and knock us around. So I don't know if you felt that way at all or, or how did you uh, react to that? Was it just like another challenge for you guys or? I'd rather, you- so, <clears throat> you know, I, I've, uh, I've had some criticism for some of the, the travel that's happened this year, but I'd rather have a whole team come to the West Division than a top player from the West Division just go join a top team from another division which we've right. seen happen this year. So I didn't really have a problem with them coming. Uh, and I mean, you said it right. I've watched the, that 2016 was Shooter's first year in, um, in Elite. And I watched that, that tournament in the finals where you guys went to play against them. And they look good. You're, you're not wrong about Mikey. Um, I mean, a lot of, they, Billy gets a lot of attention, but my, I, would, I would put all my money on Mikey being the best player on that team. And, and one of probably the top three players in Elite. He just has every skill. Um, he's so quick. His throw is so effective. His pump fake, his catch game. So, yeah, I mean, when you have a dominant player like that and then a, the experience of a player like Billy who, you know, who draws so much attention uh, and then a good, solid supporting cast, I think the guy you were talking about that catches everything is probably Brandon Kelly. That guy's a monster. So, yep. uh, yeah, I mean – great team and it's good to see they're they're built like a balanced team you know on paper it's you know half a davis and half a shooters but the guys on the team definitely play their roles well with zaps on the right side you know facing off against him so uh good it's a good team and then yeah i didn't really have a problem with them bringing their whole team that's something that i think i think that's definitely better than just trying to shake up and make one team really good and try to win one team yeah, or, or like you said, just bring the top tier players from one team and just having them play for, because there's really no uh, there's no benefit to that, right? I mean, you kind of yeah, the individual gets gets some practice time in, maybe elevates that team, but isn't there like a ruling where um, like you can't do that more than twice, or or can you kind of break down that rule from your so uh, you can't have a class, you can't have more than one class A travel player if you're a non class A team, so. Say you're the fifth-ranked team going into that round. You can bring one Class A player, a top-four player from another region. I actually think you can bring as many non-top-four players as you want. So, like, all of Rainbows could go play on a team in another division. As long as it's not more than half of us, then it's not considered a hybrid team. The rules around that are really sketchy. They're not really clear. But uh, the the benefit to this is the problem is if you send, say, Pine goes and plays for or what happened early in the year, Anarchy, Ketchum goes and plays for Anarchy, is that team can get all the points they would get for winning or getting second or whatever. Well, this team coming to the West doesn't actually, while they may knock some teams down and some teams might have, you know, their bracket ended up different, they don't count for points. So essentially where they finish is just thrown out. So what we saw is in this tournament for points-wise, it looks like uh, you got Heat in second and Rise in third. And then you have teams tied for fourth instead of tied for fifth. So it, it doesn't uh, – it kind of – it impacts everything a little differently. But the teams that finish in the top were still their regular teams and still got the points they would have gotten really for had, – had that team not been there. Gotcha. Yeah, I was just like reading this little note here uh, with Titan. They got third. And then it just says tied for sixth due to Anarchy's points and place not counting. So I guess that's kind of what you're talking about where right. – even though they finished second, it doesn't really impact how the rest of the team's finished. But um, yeah, I agree. It's and not to pick on them, and I'm, I really don't want to open this up again. But you know, when, when Andrew Ketchum flew out to the East and uh, played on Anarchy, you're like, oh, it's going to be like this again. 
like that, I definitely would like to see less of versus an entire team, as you said, just to echo that, uh, coming into new regions and, and getting, you know, their, their, their practice in and also just that exposure. Cause now it's like, oh crap, we got to look out for more than just doom, especially when it was doing anarchy. Like we all, well, I, uh, was kind of expecting, you know, rise doom Titan to be you know, fighting each other for, for, for first place, like last, uh, for round two. So it's just good to add that, um, that variable, I guess, and it just makes it um, interesting. But um, speaking of, you know, unforeseen teams, um, Heat, man, the Arizona team, I was shocked, um, no offense to them, that they, you know, they took third. Um, from what I understood, they looked really, really good, and they're just making their their, their plays. Um, were, you, were you able to watch any of them by, by chance? Uh, well, we got a chance to play them in co-ed. Heat's a really unique team. I would say that probably Heat and Rain Bros are the two kind of least orthodox teams when it comes to just what everyone kind of thinks people in Elite should play. Um, there's a lot of ideas about the ideal way to play Elite and the kind of back and forth, the right time to counter, how to protect. And uh, Heat kind of throws a lot of those out the window. They're such a fast team and they're such good catchers that they really try to avoid being like in a middle, like control the court throw, like what, you know, kind of how Rice uses uh, uh, the tall guy, Chris Bell, and how like how Doom uses Pine and Vince. They try to really stay out of that situation where they're up at the front line throwing at you. They really almost want to be on the back line and taking advantage of you running down, running you down and things like that. So, I mean, uh, they catch a lot of teams off guard with that and Fortune – I, I mean, I really thought Fortune could do it, but they also failed in co-ed too. They, they, we played Heat, and it, if Fortune had beaten them in co-ed, we would have played Fortune. So it would, the bracket was pretty similar on that, on that uh, even on the co-ed side as it was in the open side there. So the same Fortune had two tries, really, two tries at the same team in similar situations, and they, they couldn't take it home either time. So just you, you can't get caught off guard by how fast they are. Yeah, I wonder what they did differently. I mean, I can I can only really speak to uh, the fact that you know, like Randy and and some of the players play no sting for the uh, Phoenix Dodgeball Social League on Thursdays, but they also since round one have opened up uh, several um, open gym or elite practices. Um, don't know if you know the, the guy, but Joe uh, DeFuria um, has gotten together with some of the other Phoenix Dodgeball people to make these practices uh, happen. And it was awesome. I was talking to Eric Nolan about it because on round during round one, you know, we're like gassed and just getting knocked around and like kind of trying to remember how to play dodgeball again. He's like, dude, we got to figure out practicing. Like Arizona is just looking bad. And uh, to see that kind of come into fruition and, and see that these, these practices were helping was, was awesome, especially since a lot of the heat guys uh, were showing up to, to the practices. So I wonder if that that's kind of what helped, but also if they just, it took them a couple of rounds to get into their, their um the rhythm but um actually they didn't go to round two i don't think um, he did yeah he was at all the rounds this year okay i take that back uh they didn't do let's look here west round three recap open where are you there we are they just did really bad at one of the rounds i can't remember which one it was could have been the first round because i remember beating them in both open and co-ed there you go you got it there we want the full recap. Let's see. The West Division full recap. Here we are. 
He got 13th at round one, ninth at round two, and second, well, third, sort of, at round three. So they were all, they were at all three, but they really only performed in one of them. Well, I guess this was a good one to do so. Um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, though, because they're, they're not, apparently not going to, to nationals, uh, which is a bummer, because after a showing like that, um, you know, we want a solid Arizona showing. Um, I guess we'll have to wait until till next year and, and see what their what their plans are. Yeah, there's another team I just found out I'm pretty bummed isn't going to nationals, which is uh, Tuva, who they've you know they've had kind of an up and down season. They started off their best in fifth, and then round two they got seventh, and round three they got eighth. Um, or sorry, that's havoc. It's uh, seventh, fifth, eighth for Tuva, but also another team that's not going to nationals. Uh, a young team that you'd like to see those guys get the experience on that big stage. And uh, I have to imagine that Love Tap, their, which is their ladies, is going. So I'm interested to know why their uh, guys aren't going. Yeah, I wonder what happened. Well, do you think uh, Glenn probably moving to a uh, task force permanently for nationals might, might have to do with that? or I suppose it could. Uh, they're talented enough, and I've, I feel like they've always run with a sub. So you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just one or two of them couldn't make it, and without Glenn, the – you know the not enough interest or something, but a huge bummer for dodgeball either way, because uh, that's a team that that I'd love to see play against all these other uh, all the other great teams from around the country because they're really exciting. Yeah, I um, it, it's funny you mention it because we were talking in the group chat. Um, Mick Wood was looking for a team, and I guess like his thread got deleted right away. So I'm, I'm sure somebody snatched him up. Sure. I was like, oh yeah, I guess Tuva's not going, and so we're, we're starting to figure out or find out like what teams aren't going to make it, and uh, yeah, it's a bummer because you you want to see as many teams as you can, especially some of the newer ones, make it all the way. Do you by any chance know what Tuva even means? Like where that team name came from? Just by I, I think it's sort of uh, like a a play on like to the championship, so like they're on to the. I, it's got to be something like that, um, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> don't know. It, I mean, their their logo looks kind of sweet, and I have one of their jerseys, so they're doing something right. But it's definitely a weird name. Yeah, I don't. Just my typical gonna read too far into anything. I was like, is it Tuva or is it like uh, another language? Is it uh, <laughs> Japanese? Maybe because like I noticed the uh, the Tuva font looks like something from Double Dragon back in the day. I was like, I'm just trying to put all these weird pieces together. Then it could be something so simple as to the championship. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's on me then. Um, so let's see. What other teams um, stood out? I don't know if it's just my my perception or perspective. Um, couldn't really, I can't compare it to round two. But uh, Roybits, uh, it's, it's Roybots though, right? Yeah, Roybots. Yeah, that that Seattle Classic ruined me forever. I'm always gonna see. Bro- <laughs> they they looked awesome. Their jerseys were so freaking cool. Uh, Their jerseys are really nice. Uh, the guy who designs those designed uh, quite a few other elite team jerseys right now, including Grit. I think he designed your guys's, and uh, I that one's by far my favorite. I love those. They're so nice. Yeah, that I um, man, I. I want to collect jerseys and I love that people are, are offering, you know, they're opening them up to, to consumption, but it's just like, I, it's not going to wear them anywhere. I'm just going to have a closet full of jerseys on top of the jerseys that I already have from 
the thousands of years of, of playing dollars world that I have already. But that was one of them. Like, I think I might have to get one. I just have to figure out which robot I want because I like Mega Man. And then you got Johnny Five. I want that one. And then I just started watching freaking Doctor Who. So I know what, uh, what the other, the Dalek was. So I was like, oh man, like I just want all of them now. But um, I, I, I bring them up because when I played against them, it felt like I was playing against a really tough team um, that I remember from, I think, round one. And I think, um, I don't know if maybe you and I were talking about earlier, but there was like this controversy of somebody who was maybe pinching, but he actually wasn't. Roy. Yeah, Roy. So Roy's, Roy's throw, uh, he kind of gets his fingers curled into the ball as he's releasing. So, I mean, it looks like I, I think there's quite a few other players where if you recorded them in slow motion, you'd probably get the same thing. I think Ryan Haley is one that comes to mind. Right. If you got him in slow motion, you would, you would notice that his fingers are, you know, probably about 90 degrees, but they're not, it's not like he's got his whole fist on it or anything. And uh, I, I think there's some, there's like a little bit of a, like a psychological thing that happens when someone who gets you out and you're looking over and you're kind of wondering why, and you, maybe you, he didn't ever get you out before. And so you you think must, something must be different. And so you tend to, rather than, you know, think he's just making great plays, you, you kind of default to he's doing something weird or so I think it's some of it had to do with that, but I played against Roy for a long time. Um, he's a, he's always been a good player, but his rubber game is stepping it up every time he plays it. So uh, good for him and, that team also, yeah, they've got some talented players. It just they don't quite have all of the strategy bought in yet. Yeah, when uh, so when we played them as as grit, and I'm pretty sure we beat them in in round robin. It was because we we focused on him because he was just destroying us. But uh, I don't remember thinking he was pinching. I remember hearing about it, but then I didn't hear that classic like thump like that. You can't like once you hear that that sound, like then you know for a fact it's a pinch. Um, and I was just like, oh, I guess he's like clamping it or, or ducking or whatever, whatever the heck it's called. Is it like the clamp, the thing that Billy does? The clamp is, uh, yeah, the clamp's something different. So like Brody and Billy clamp, he's got, I don't even know, like a, someone's called it a claw. I don't even know necessarily what you would call it. But it's not quite a clamp because it, uh, it is really just his fingers that he somehow bends them to get that extra grip. Um, just got so some grip strength, I guess. Yeah, he's got some kind of crazy fingers. He he said that go tape was really the deciding factor there. So I mean, good for them. I actually wore go tape over the tips of my fingers or like the the points of my fingers for the first time at our league on uh, on Tuesday, and I actually did notice it made quite a difference. I you know I don't get the kind of grip that he does. That's just not my throw, but I did notice that it it kind of gave me a little extra. So maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to start doing that as much as I hate. As I hate doing stuff like that. But so you you don't normally tape your fingers. I tape a couple fingers for injuries. My pinkies, I tape those. But yeah. no, I don't normally tape for grip. I think I honestly think it sucks. I don't think anyone should do it. But it is what it is. Yeah, I I, I like to make the joke like just use your bare hands. Use what God gave you. Um, but I last this past week because of the humidity. I actually considered taping, but, um, I just, I feel like it would, it's just too much of a hassle when, you know, the tape flies off and you got to tape back on and <laughs> figure, no, I, I haven't really fully tried it. So I don't understand, but I do like to make fun of people in a, in a joking, silly way. Like, um, but if it works for you, then, then, then awesome. But I'm kind of like, you. Yeah, I'd like to go all natural, um, and save the tape for an injury. Hopefully I'm not asking for one, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't wear gloves in football. I don't, 
like to tape my fingers. I like I, I I like to feel my hand. Like I feel like that's part of what really gives me the finesse is just being able to feel it. You know. Yeah. No. I I, I know exactly what you mean. Speaking of football, we never got to we never got to challenge you. I completely. Oh, you're right. Bringing one, so I guess we'll just push it back to to Minnesota for for now. Sounds good. I'm sure someone will be able to to bring one for us. We'll we'll freaking buy one if we have to. Like we have like four <laughs> days to to figure it out. Um. Yeah, so going back to tape. Um, oh yeah, so the, the humidity um, was it as bad as um, Portland? I asked a lot of people about this. My opinion is that that Portland was not nearly as bad. I was miserable in San Diego. I I was miserable last year, and I felt like it was even a little bit worse this year. But and I and I wasn't even I didn't have a problem in Portland honestly. People they were saying people were getting heat stroke, and I was like, "What are you talking about, guys? It's fine, it's yeah. fine in here. What a, this is normal." Um, but uh, the the so I asked a I asked a lot of people. I would say it was about sixty forty actually. The people thought Portland was worse. So yeah. the primary thing I heard was that Portland was just there wasn't as much air circulation, so like it was hard to breathe is what a lot of people said. But I didn't notice that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to the air in Portland. Maybe the hot air in Portland is a little more, uh, a little more stagnant than it is in San Diego. And they did have more doors and some fans on those doors, but not much more doors. You know, I don't know. And it just it felt so much wetter in San Diego to me. Yeah, I. So that's the thing is like I I wonder if I went to Portland if I'd be saying yeah Portland was definitely worse just because we're not acclimated uh, and not used to it, but. I'm going to go back to what I said. I think the first, um, the first recap was, so that gym did not strike me as being humid last year. So when people are like, Oh God, this gym is awful. Like I'm, I'm remembering like worst gyms in the past. Um, like 2014, there was a, a gym that we just, you could not grip anything to save your life. And it was in San Diego. So when they said it was this past one, I was like, no, that can't be it. Like it, it's not bad at all. But I had just come back from from just sweating my, you know, what's off in Georgia in the su- and the, you know, the Southern humidity. So I experienced actual humidity. And then, um, <laughs> so I remember last year coming in like, yeah, this is, this is fine. This is totally normal. Don't know what people are talking about this year though. I, I felt it. <clears throat> and I don't know if it was, um, different weather or maybe just people were t- building it up. So psychologically I thought about it. Plus I was wearing long sleeve. So that might've done it, but, um, it, it, it still wasn't, awful like i still remember this one gym again in 2014 that was just you could not grip anything to save your life it was completely detrimental to the game whereas here you know i, I might have like let a ball slip once or twice um but that was it so yeah i um i, I can't really compare it to anything else but um it, it was it was it was warm but i don't think it was um as bad as the hype was building up to if that makes sense fair enough i do, I do think i was better prepared for this year last year i had way more problem gripping and holding the ball but i also just think my throw like i've gotten my grip strength better my throws better this year than it was last year so that could have as much to do with it as just the temperature or whatever being different or the same yeah i remember one time i uh cocked back to throw a ball and it just went the opposite direction and then somebody else threw i mean i just like like instinctively flinched thinking i was going to catch it so off guard because of what happened and I was like, well, I could blame it on the fact that my ball just took a, took a dump, but it's just my fault, so I can't even blame <laughs> it on the humidity. Just bad reaction. So that was that was it for me. But um, you know, other people can can say or think otherwise. But uh, I think because of knowing in advance it was going to be hot, you know, I kept telling Grit to just drink water starting Thursday, and 
no beers and just, you know, check your urine color and make sure you're hydrated and sure. all this stuff. But, uh, my secret weapon was, uh, pickle juice. I, uh, I love that stuff now. Like I, I tried it and I didn't cramp once. Um, and I cramping has been an issue for me lately. Um, has that ever happened for you? Like you ever oh yeah. So this was the worst. So round two, I had no problem, no cramps, hundred percent the whole day. I screwed up at round three though. I, I usually will drink something with caffeine in it about midway through open round robin. And that's not necessarily a good idea, but I usually do it. And then I would come to find out I, I also drank some of my girlfriend's aminos and apparently that is loaded with caffeine. So I had probably like 300 milligrams of caffeine and my whole body just shut down. Like my heart was going crazy. And then so towards the end of uh, uh, open bracket um, in our loss to, to uh, rise. And then in the showdown, I was done. So like the whole, our, the whole rainbows side of the bracket was cramped in uh, me and Coiv me. So we'll get to this later, but me and Coiv, the showdown was just a cramp. It was a cramp show. <laughs> so, uh, so I've screwed that one up bad. And then, I sat about the first half. I played like maybe one out of every two or three games in the first half of co-ed round robin. And then I was pretty recovered there by the end of it. So I I really had to be that. So I don't think I normally have a super bad problem with cramps. I think I kind of made a big blunder in this one. Gotcha. Did, uh, did you recover in time for co-ed? Yeah, yeah, I was feeling good. I mean, I was feeling fatigued at the end of co-ed, but uh, I was by about halfway through the round robin, I was back to normal. Gotcha. Yeah, the um, pickle juice man should try it. It was it, it sounded weird when my uncle told me about it, and then Ketchum, uh, I guess we well, it was released today during the combine recap had mentioned it too, but uh, I think that's like the elixir of life now. So that will be going with me everywhere I go. Um. Although the, the, the caffeine intake, I don't know about that. Like I didn't start my pre-workout consumption until co-ed. It's like realized I hadn't even uh, had any yet. So um, <clears throat> kind of a bit of a segue there, but I, I want to go back to the, some of the teams that, that stood out and looking at this bracket again and just trying to replay the the events. Um, and again, this is just my, my opinion, um, but I noticed uh, that Showtime has stepped up considerably. Um, I used to see them I really don't want to offend anybody, but as a team that we would just kind of steamroll over, that did not feel like the case for me. Um, I don't know how – did you get a chance to play against them? Have you had a chance to, like, look at their their play style? Have you seen any improvements uh, on your end? Yeah, you know, it's a good question for me. They actually beat us in round robin of Open, wow. which uh, for them I imagine was, you know, pretty big. They were our first team we ever played in our first ever round robin match in Palm Springs, and we beat them in, like, maybe three minutes. Uh, so – yeah, I mean, I don't think they've ever beat us. I know they've taken a game off us before, I bet, but they they took us out, and, I mean, it was – it just went faster than we were ready for. So they definitely uh, stepped their game up, and I think some players are starting to figure some stuff out. I, I'm pretty sure Tori had a huge hit on Sean in that game that uh, – in kind of transition that Sean was just not expecting. And so, uh, yeah, the, it doesn't look like it transferred into the bracket. It looks like they got eliminated to and out. They lost to Riptide. Oh, no, they beat Riptide, lost to Rise, and then lost to Wild Cards. So it, it doesn't look like a transition, but either way, you know, that's a, that's a, some big wins for them in round robin, but you got to start somewhere. 
Yeah, and, and so that, that's where my most of my perspective is going to come from is fortunately around Robin because we didn't go too far ourselves either. But uh, speaking of wild cards, my God, um, I was refing uh, this one game with, with uh, wild cards against uh, Daniel Ronk's team. Havoc. Yeah, ha- duh, Havoc. And uh, David Tates was like, he was the only one in against like four or five of them. And he was just like, he had – this is talking talk about like situational awareness. Like he, he had five balls uh, in in his uh, sides, so the countdown was already on him to to start throwing. He had burden and and then some, but he was calling out Daniel Ronk because uh, he had, he had made some good catches during that game, but um, he still ended up being the last one in. So he's calling Daniel Ronk out, like pointing him, like throw at me, throw at me, you know, being hilarious. And uh, sure enough, Daniel Ronk just unloads on him, and he catches it, and it was. It was a great catch. It was hilarious. But as soon as he caught it, um, you can hear my counterpart, uh, Orlando or Hooch, uh, three, two. Oh, uh, yeah, all the balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like, I can't yell. I'm like, dude, throw the ball. Like, I can't cheer for him because I'm roughing. But you're just like, oh, what are you doing, man? Like, celebrate later. Because as soon as he did that, as soon as he did that, he ran out of time. And so, like, he had to give up all six balls. And that was, that was game over. But that was, um, as soon as you mentioned wild cards, I thought of that immediately. That, that was hysterical. And he, you know, Tate's is still like celebrating. He's like, wait, what, what's going on? Why are you guys signing the play? Like, I, I caught the ball. Like, I'm, I'm still good. I'm like, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> Situational awareness. But yeah. um, it's hard to, it's hard to think about when uh, somebody's gunning you down and you call them out and you make a catch. Uh, but um, yeah, there, so there was that. Um, one other thing I noticed, um, I think I was playing against you guys. Uh, caught a ball um, out of bounds. And I was coming back in, and then uh, one of the taller guys in your team threw at me, and I was like, "What's this guy doing? Like, I'm not." Reeve. Yeah, Reeve. I was like, you, "No, like, I'm fine." I said, "Just like bat it aside, like it's nothing." And they called me out. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't understand." Um, so I, I don't, was that like a new rule? Like, if you nope, that's the same rule. When you if you make a momentum catch, you can't block or get hit or even do anything, but come straight back to being in bounds, or you're out. Yeah, God, that was frustrating is all on steve you gotta know these rules man that's a free out he got on you right with he's like i felt so bad but it was a free out i had to take it that's Uh, what he said (laughs) it it, it was like a a sequence of like added of like feelings like first it was like f you i caught that like what are you talking about i'm in momentum and then they're like but you're out there i was like but i'm not and then it's like well yeah and then then he had explained it was like mother like how I guess maybe I should read the rules more thoroughly because I don't remember that in the in the in the quiz or the test. And then at afterwards, I was like, "Well, you know, good on him because that was that was that was pretty pretty sharp. Like, I can't be mad at that. I kind of respect that a little bit. Like, it, you would say maybe it's a cheap shot, but it's also, hey, you no, know, if you know the rules, uh, go for it." And so he came up to me and told me about. It. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's on me for for not knowing that. I could have just like moved out of the way or jumped over it had I known." But uh, I mean, who's to say I probably wouldn't have done the same thing? I think Elite put a video out on it from Nationals actually last year. It was against us, I'm pretty sure, where Vince caught one and fell out, and I think we threw another ball at him just because just there was nothing he could do. Yeah, but that's uh, – I mean, if, if you're going to get that, might as well get the out from it. So heads up play by Reeve. Um, you know, he's He's got to be in the running for Rookie of the Year. This was that guy's first Elite season, and uh, – he was great. He's especially great in co-ed, but I mean, so, so are we as a team. But uh, he had a huge catch in the bracket against Riot. We got we lost the first game, 
against Riot, just a bad, bad closing. We had the game and we just kind of to piddled the lead away down the, down the stretch and ended up with Koiv going up with one ball, trying to hit Alvarez and Alvarez just dodged it and then ran him down. And then the last, the second game came down to a one-on-one with Reeve against Brett Koppel and Reeve just caught him. He just dropped and caught him like it was nothing. And then game three, we handled them pretty well. But yeah, I mean, that, that was the tournament. I mean, we're a place we finish. We don't have that epic match against Rise if Reeve doesn't make that catch in the end of game two. So, I mean, that's that's just one example, but the guy killed it all season long. He was voted our best catcher, in fact. What what started that, or how did that come to be? Like, was he from a, a former team before he joined you guys, or is he from a league and hopped on, or how did how did he kind of? Yeah, he never played elite. So we had the Northwest round last at the beginning of last year before the season started, and he played on a team with some of the guys from Double Tap on that tournament. And you know, he, we all knew he was a good player. That team, you know, wasn't destined for the destined for the best things, but we'd known we knew he was dominant. So I, we'd played in the local league here with him, me and Ricky. And he'd been on our championship team in that. And uh, he originally started, he was just a sign-up in, in draft. We have draft leagues every summer, or we used to. Now we have draft leagues all the time, but he just signed up as a rookie. He didn't know anyone. Uh, he's just like, oh, dodgeball sounds fun. I think he played, like, intramural once or twice in college. And he came in and right off the bat, like, he was a beast. His throw wasn't all the way there, but he could catch everything. He was so quick. And uh, he just got better and better. So he's on my draft team for that summer and then pretty much immediately got called up to better teams. He played on a Tuesday, our like secondary league. He played on a Tuesday team with me and we won a championship. And then he got on Awesome Sauce, which was me and Ricky and, uh, and uh, a couple others at the time. And just never – he just – really there was – it almost felt like there was no learning curve. Like he was just right there playing great. And – as he's been in elite longer, he's improved his throw and uh, really just a well-rounded game. He's really he's taken over for the most part our first first right first right corner. So uh, from Koiv, who's been with us since the beginning, and Koiv's, Koiv, to his credit, has really understood that it, it makes the most sense. So, so um, yeah, speaking of Koiv, do you want to go into showdown? But just kind of want to say that for a little bit later. How does that does that mean Koiv is just on another position then, or is he like so, his middle or? So yeah, we kind of call it like I play second right, a second left. So Sean's first left, I'm second left, and then uh, Koiv's second right now. So we kind of just we just have that when the first person on the corner gets out, we know who's supposed to take it. So it's not like a jumble or it's not like a battle. And really, our identity changes quite a bit based on like you know me and Sean are not the same player, obviously. So when, when Sean's over there, we can do some things that we can't do when I'm over there. And when I'm over there, we, we do some things a little different than when Sean's over there. So, um, and then we, you know, we, like, I kind of play the main middle when uh, Sean's still in Ricky plays middle pretty much exclusively. Um, and then, uh, we have our guy, Greg, who's kind of our middle thrower. We're still trying to figure everything out with him. He's new this season as well. Gotcha. So it sounds like you, is that you guys have adjusted pretty well, uh, with Lucas moving on, um, you found like some pretty good players that you can work with making some adjustments and, and still looking like a pretty solid team. Well, in co-ed, especially, I mean, we couldn't have imagined really this level of success, but yeah, an open, uh, what I like to see is that every round we got better. So we had a disappointing tie for ninth and we lost to gridlock in round one way early. And then we had a, what was for us a disappointing tie for seven because that Titan game 
you weren't there for it, but some calls didn't go our way, and it still came down to a one-on-one in Game Three that uh, our our guy didn't make. He, he didn't make necessarily the best move based on his skill set, but I mean, he went for the bait catch, and it was right there. Like he definitely could have had it. And then you know we're not talking about Titan in second place. We're talking about us moving on up. So, and then in the third one, we got to a Game Three that was by the skin of their teeth. Rise beat us, and we tied for fifth, but really fourth, sort of in uh, round three so we've gotten better every round we figured things out every round so like for us it just it's it's everything's moving up it feels like so we couldn't be happier about that for sure um <clears throat> so speaking of moving up and i don't i don't want to sound biased but i'll go ahead and just kind of mention my team just playing along with them uh the difference between round one and round three i felt like our team is has moved up considerably made some good improvements um doesn't really show in the bracket kind of like what i was saying about showtime but round robin we definitely did pretty pretty decently overall um and we did manage to like take out grit or grit i'm looking at grit on gridlock um so that was kind of cool for us uh i don't know if you can talk to like that when you played against us in open i don't know if that game was 2-0 or or 2-1 but do you remember playing us at all I do remember playing. I remember hitting you and not knowing you were out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. On that again. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember much about that game other than that. I do remember playing you guys. Uh, you do have some dynamic players, definitely. I, I mean, Double Tap focused on you in the bracket game, and that worked to their advantage. But yeah, I didn't like that too much. Um, Hooch. Hooch is a good player. You have a bunch of unknown guys. I feel like you had a guy at round two, though, when you weren't there who was really good, and he wasn't there for round three. I was disappointed. Um, I don't know his name, but he was uh, he was playing really good at round two. I remember. Um, was it Alex or Luke? I, you probably said you don't remember their name, so I don't know if that helps. No, I, I don't think I even know it to begin with. So. Gotcha. Yeah, we, we were missing Alex. Um, and without getting to, to it, uh, Luke is no longer with us, unfortunately. But I think that was decided after round two. Damn, but, that's dark, Steve. Yeah, I know, right? Actually, oh, wow, that sounded really tough. <laughs> He's totally fine. He's healthy. He's just not playing with us anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Got it. All right. Yeah. Oops. I better watch <laughs> certain things. <laughs> He's no longer with us. Uh, I meant as a team again. Um, I get it. Everyone will get it. Don't worry. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out. But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what happened to me uh, when we played against. Um, was it was a double tap? They just. Yeah, I just felt completely targeted. It's like, oh, I usually have an answer for this, but right now I'm just drawing blanks, and they kind of unfortunately shut me down mentally. I was like, yeah, I think I'm done. But then I got a little bit of a second win against Ridlock, and then that was as far as we got until uh, to the beat us. But I'm pretty happy with how far we've come uh, as a team, and I think we'll do pretty well come nationals. But. Um, there was one team I, I kind of wanted to talk about and, and just see your perspective. Did you have a chance to play against Titan this round? Uh, we did, yeah. We beat them in, uh, in round robin, and uh, there was some controversy there. It was, I think, Koiv and Sean again. So it was four of us against Ketchum, and he threw a ball right at me that I dropped my blocker and blocked into our other guy, Greg. And then uh, there was some – the count kind of got mixed up there, and so Ketchum was very upset. Sean and Koiv hit him out, and uh, he proceeded to yell at the referee a lot. So, yeah, we, we beat them uh, in, in uh, round robin. Um, we did not play them in open, but 
that's a team we kind of go back and forth with. We've handled them in nationals last year in the bracket. We beat them in a very convincing 2-0. And uh, so we beat them this time, but I think that was the first time we'd beaten them all year. So it's an interesting one. Uh, I think I had a catch on um, on Davey. And then I, I know I caught Acton at, at Kevin Acton at some point, or Justin Acton, Justin yes. Acton. I think I caught, I know I caught him at some point, but I think it was in the abyss match in, in co-ed. Cause I, I remember knowing he was on the right side and he was going to throw across like to the two spot where I was. And it was just like, it was just kind of like my throw. If I, if I airmail my throw and like, I don't sell it enough and I throw that across, it's kind of slow-mo right into someone's hands. Brett, mm-hmm. Brett caught me on one of those in the Titan game. And uh, he threw me one of those. I was just like, I was already turned facing him. He just threw it right to me. Gotcha. Yeah, Brett, um, he got like honorable mention for MVP. But uh, I mean, the few times I got to watch Titan, it was, I I wasn't watching what must have been round two Titan. Like, and I'm I'm trying not to, again, go negative or or sound like I I know I'm talking about, but when we played against them, uh, it was just like, what happened to you guys? Like, what's, what's going on here? Like, they just seemed very disconnected. Maybe they didn't care because it was round robin, but then looking at how they finished in the bracket and again, nothing against fortune, but I would expect to see them going further, especially with the showing that they had for round two. So I have no idea what's going on there, but it was um, kind of surprising to see that they got knocked out so early. If you had any input on that from, from what you saw. Well, I can tell you that fortune, I mean, Lucas, Lucas is, is kind of similar to us in that, if he goes into the game with the right game plan, he they could probably beat just about anyone. And they definitely went into the Heat games in both co-ed and open with the wrong game plan. And they didn't execute it well. They didn't really know necessarily what they were doing. But I know that Lucas knows enough about playing Fortune, or sorry, he knows enough about playing Titan that they're not going into that game with a bad game plan. Hmm. So they're going to capitalize on any mistakes that Titan makes. And unfortunately, I think that's kind of the problem that you know, maybe that team has had is that they I don't know maybe they just don't always make the right decision and when you have someone like Ketchum on your team to tell you about it it, it kind of compounds itself a little bit yeah the uh when I was talking to Andrew during the inter- interview it's like sometimes man like you need to be reined in but other times if you're if you're on fire and you're hot like people need to just give you balls and get, get out of the way and I don't know if that was if there was any of that during round three, maybe we'll see it in nationals. Uh, we'll see. But um, to go into Lucas, is it would it be fair to say that he's got a plan for every team? No, I mean, and and at least not one that they can execute for every team. I mean, that was obvious with the Heat situation. Um, well, I guess like known teams, like maybe he was kind of like a wild card for him. So I'm sure he'll have a plan now moving forward. But I mean, I gave him the plan for them when he came over to me, and he's like, "How do we beat these guys?" And I was like, "They're gonna run at you, and they're gonna catch." When you're on the line and throwing at them, throw safe and get back quick. Don't even get into their side of the neutral zone. Like if you can, like just just wait for them to come at you. And uh, when they throw it, it's super catchable. Like they're all pretty catchable throwers. Just make them have to throw. And uh, they didn't do that. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what uh, the deal is there. Um, I also think just Lucas, he – I, I mean, so Tyler had me do the rankings for uh, when he did last year's top 20 West. I was one of the people who did rankings. And my write-up on Lucas is still true to this day. Like, he's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Like, one game, he's the most dominant player on the planet. And the next game, you threw two balls at him, and he turned his head and turtled. And you, you hit him, no problem. And then his team was left, and they couldn't pick up the pieces. 
uh, or he put himself, he put his team in a bad situation by countering way before the team was at the line ready to throw. Now the other team has five balls and enough time to gather. So stuff like, I imagine stuff like that is what happened in the heat games and not stuff like that is what happened in the Titan games. Just they, they were locked in for that game against Titan and they weren't locked in for that game against Heat. So um, that's, I mean, that's the trouble with all the teams, pretty much every team that's not Doom and to some extent Rise, they just don't show up the same for every game. You know, they, they have those mental errors or critical mistakes and they're just, they don't have the talent to overcome it like, like Doom does. I think Doom still makes those mistakes. They just have the talent to overcome it. Yeah, they kind of like, they don't dig themselves into a hole that's so deep they can't crawl out of it. They they tend to fill that real quick and bounce back. And looking at um, their 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 last their last match against Anarchy, I mean they they lost the first game and it looked like they were gonna get a maybe bring this into um, having to beat or having Anarchy take them to like the final. Yeah, the final final. Yeah, that first game was a slaughter. They they right. handled them. I've watched that, and wow, I was surprised by how quickly that first game went. Yeah, so I hopefully I'll get a chance to interview them as a team and, and maybe uh, pick on some of the some of the players. But I, I just wonder, like, what do they say to each other to pull themselves out of that? Because that that could be a really quick way to go down a dark path and and not um, not gain the momentum back. But whatever they did, they're just like, no, we're still going to win. And um, I, you know, from my my perspective playing against them in round one, round three, I didn't seem to notice any big difference from them. They still seem like the same consistent doom to me. Um, can you comment on that at all? Like, did you have a chance to face off against them and did they look any different or feel any different to you? I feel like we played them in co-ed and they beat us, which is out of the ordinary, but I don't think we played them in open. Um, they were less chippy with each other from what I noticed this round. I feel like at times they were really chippy with each other at round one, especially in round two somewhat. Um, I think really Vince, as much as it kind of – like we make fun of it. He stops every game and stands out there and then walks through and high-fives everyone one by one, slowly makes the other team watch it. He doesn't do it until the other team's lined up. It's like if you're still in the huddle, he won't do it yet. As much as that's kind of tacky, and I, I think there's some gamesmanship in it, I mean, he does a great job of focusing that team no matter what kind of situation they're in. So yeah. I would like to see them in some adversity at some point, though. It would be interesting to see them have to come back from the loser's bracket, but who knows if that'll ever happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out nationals, but if uh, they keep going the way they're going, it, it may not even get there. But uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, Vince doing that because we were – trying to get a, a game going um, and you know mark is uh god bless him trying to get us to hurry the heck up and, and get games going and stay on time but you know we're like we're waiting on on doom to hurry up and finish because you have the team on the right like already ready to go lined up and then all of a sudden here comes vince and he does exactly what he said like he he waits and makes sure that he was able to high five his whole team and i was about to ready just like blow the whistle right then and there and just say hey we're, we're waiting on you guys but um it's kind of cool at the same time to make sure that your team is online and, and ready to, to go. So maybe it's little things like that, that just add up to the consistency that that is doom. But, um, I, uh, like you, I kind of want to see them. I don't want to say suffer, but I want to seem like struggle and, and see a contender go for it. Did you, um, you said that they were less uh, chirpy with each other. Yeah. Round one and two, they seem to kind of be going after each other a bit. Like they weren't all on the same page with their protection. Um, 
we we beat them in uh in co-ed at round two in the round robin in in like it was like a five minute match like it was almost no time at all and they just every one of them seemed kind of off the same page they weren't protecting well we beat them and i mean this has already been discussed we beat them in open round one and they just they seemed like they weren't all in agreement in what the others should be doing so there was some chinks in the armor early in the year but uh it seemed like round three they kind of had everything back on track but i like i said we didn't play them so who knows uh you know maybe i just wasn't around for the whole thing um to your point of uh games getting started man there was a lot of games getting started really slowly there that weekend i almost think uh you know it's not necessarily feasible but i wish elite could put a court monitor in each row of courts do you have the guy in the middle you had brendan and jake there in the middle kind of taking in the scores but just think of how much quicker it would be if there was someone just taking the scores for that section hmm. um and then you know starting games and every every round started in its own when those three were done rather than trying to figure out when all six were or five were done and start, you know, and uh, I don't know. That just just seems like something that could be done to keep the areas more uh, more quickly moving. Yeah, it might be a good suggestion to uh, to take up to the leadership and and just see. But um, trying to like replay any any issues I had as far as logistics go. Um, our captain did a pretty good job on he uh i mean he always told us like when we're going to be there or what court we're going to be at when we're going to be there what what we had to ref and so it felt like i was waiting for um the teams to show up more than they were waiting for a ref i think there was a couple where i was like might have been slacking uh just like trying to find my other ref and and, and get started but um from, again my perspective um i felt logistically it went pretty well <clears throat> but you're right there's always uh, an opportunity to improve and and just kind of refine as we go which is I think what we do every every single year, every round. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think there was teams lagging due to the heat. I, I felt like we were generally where we needed to be, and I and I think our refs were usually where they needed to be. But I, I think I feel like I got to a lot of my games, and there was a half of each team, maybe. And you know, you had to kind of round them up and line them up and make them go. <laughs> it's right. almost like we were forcing them to play dodgeball for a couple of the games. It's like, come on, get in there. We need you. Um, <laughs> Let's see. I think the only other team that I wanted to mention was Arsenal. They um, they looked great without Eric. Um, I want to shout out to uh, Jareel. Um, that guy was just tearing us apart. And I told uh, our team like we got to target him now. Like let's forget about like trying to pad the queues. Just take him out because he's like the main firepower. And um, I, I think Tab was on their team also. He, yeah, Tad was on their team. They did really well as as a corner. But um, for us, anyway, and again, this is just a round robin um, point of view. It's you know we took out Jarrell, then we were able to to take them and we beat them. But then the second game, we took out Jarrell again, or maybe it was the third game. We took him one to two. Uh, Joe caught him back in, and he just like lit us all up. It's like yeah, well he'll he'll do that. Um, did you notice anything from Arsenal? We did not play Arsenal, unfortunately. Um, I think we only played them in round one in open. As far as that goes, it looks like they had a big win against Havoc. That's a tough man. If you're talking about first game of the bracket for both teams, a t an Arsenal Havoc matchup is pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, Riot Riot Titan is another one that's pretty brutal. Um, as far as just two good teams having to play each other right off the bat, um, so that's a that's a tough one for Havoc to go down there. Um, Jarrell's a good player. I, I like Jarrell. I like that team as, in general. But I think that they are a little too orthodox sometimes. 
um, in that they kind of just play for Jarrell to get a couple outs and then get hit and then get caught back in. And if you can keep that from happening, they're kind of one-dimensional. They don't uh, they don't often mix it up, and it doesn't feel like they don't. Maybe they don't have like really any other reliable arms. And they kind of leave Jarrell out on an island a lot of times. So I, I think uh, that would be a, an area for improvement for them if they maybe waited till they had the four ball advantage to really put him out there to make big throws. So it was tougher for the other teams to counter him. Yeah, maybe something like that might help protect him a little better. Yeah, I pretty much for the most part agree there. Um, like I said, like once we focused on him, um, we, it took a lot of pressure off us, and we were able to kind of hang a little bit better until they brought him back in. Then it was well, oh crap, back to square one. Um, looking at Rise right now, see that Jim Jim McMaster's got best catcher. Um, it's funny because he was talking to me about like just slowly kind of getting back into into the motions and. I guess he had this like really good um, all hands like catch that that woke him up as he said like yeah once you get past like that first catch it, it all starts to come <laughs> a lot easier and I was like yeah I, I guess it makes sense and then that ended up happening to me but it didn't happen until COVID because every freaking catch I had I was like out of bounds or I had that momentum BS and it was like always a catch to it um, no pun intended but uh, yeah. it's good to see that he was able to to say that but then back it up by by getting best catcher for for Rise. Did you notice anything from them? Um, they look good. They had um, um, Chad, Chad yeah. Landrum, yeah, Chad filling in since uh, unfortunately. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on everything right now. Who who got hurt? Someone got hurt or uh, couldn't make it. Oh, who's the person who's out? Tyler, jeez. Tyler, yeah, Tyler. Oh man, how do we forget that? Tyler, Tyler I'm sorry. Tyler man. had his uh, back surgery, and so um interesting because they they put chad almost immediately into the corner like uh so he he played almost a totally different role than what tyler played when he was on the team and uh they didn't really skip a beat they were i mean they got pretty much to where they kind of expect to get they got fourth i guess kind of third if you take anarchy out of the mix which is right in their range of you know second third right. fighting for first that match against us man you'll want to watch that one when it when uh, the good footage on it comes out it's one for the ages back and forth i think ricky catches chris bell twice just like just some big things and some tough breaks for both teams and it just came down to just the last match uh ricky had a chance at a catch on jim that was pretty weakly bone uh, thrown counter and he just misses it and then we throw in one of the games we throw uh a, bad, a poorly timed counter from the back line that puts us in a bad situation for balls. And um, just, we didn't, it, neither of those moves straight up lost us the game, but we just couldn't quite dig out of the tiny little hole that something like that can put you in that teams like Rise can take advantage of. But that, I mean, that was what we voted our best match of the year. Like, that was the most intense, like nail biting, like down to the wire just minute things making huge differences match in that. You know, we always love playing those guys. I would say that we have a bit of a rivalry, so uh, a lot of fun. And uh, it doesn't have to be a match that we win for it to be, like, the most fun match for us. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it, especially if you, you, know, you fought, your, fought your hardest and it was a, a, a truly good match. Um, that's always good versus, like, you know, as I say, crapping the bed or uh, silly mistakes or stuff you can't really control. Right. Um, 
I wanted to ask, and this is kind of like a, a segue. Um, did you go hang out with Serge at um, that restaurant prior to Elite? I think it was like Friday where they threw off that invite. Yeah, Stone Brewing. Yeah, we we uh, went and hung out there for a little bit, had a beer or two. I think I had a couple ciders. So he, uh, uh, he answered our call and we're like, hey, you got to yeah and, and show people around <laughs> so not only that he also hooked both the uh the u.s teams up with the gym to practice it on sunday so we had a, a oh, nice. couple people in there to practice cloth and most uh the usa foam team was in there on the other side of the gym to practice their game so he also hooked us up with that and uh so yeah i'd say he did a pretty good job as far as giving the people something to do getting people out the day before or so to kind of yeah, you know, kind of get you know say hi to everyone the day before, take some pressure on saying hi to everyone the day of. Very good. I, I'm gonna just take full credit for that when we called him out. <laughs> must have uh, yeah, I think he said uh, challenge accepted. So right yeah, answered the call. I pre- I appreciate it, Serge. Definitely. Yeah, Serge, what a guy! And congrats for listening uh, for that little one that's coming in. You guys are so gross and obnoxious on your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all these baby pictures. A little. Uh, Anyway, a um. couple other teams I wanted to uh, shout out here. Downpour played the whole day um, just with six players. Um, They're missing a couple, and Ashley Tyree filled in on their open team. They had a brutal day in the round robin, but in the bracket, they won their first game against Tuda. So, I mean, that's something to win a, a bracket game against a, you know, a decently well-known team and, and uh, put the pressure on them. That's what put them up against you guys in your second winners or losers so, match game. So them to thank for that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it could have been them instead. <laughs> uh, and so they immediately went down to heat after that, and then they lost uh, right away to Riot in the losers bracket. So, you know, it's tough when you go through a whole day of struggle. Then it it can sometimes be like fool's gold, or sometimes it can really be like something good when you get that big win in the bracket. But maybe you don't put any other wins on top of it, but. I'm sure it felt good regardless to get a win on a good team like that after struggling all day. Um, Double tap. We've kind of discussed a few times, uh, took you guys out in the first round of the bracket. Any, any win really that they get in the bracket is good for those guys. You know, they've been playing in Portland for a little while. Like they're not new players really, but you know, they haven't had a lot of success in uh, Elite yet. I'm sure they would have loved to have that game against XO back. That It looks like they lost once they got down to the loser's bracket. But good for them to get a win in the winner's bracket. Uh, that's always a plus. Um, let's see here. That match against Riot they had against us uh, was pretty good. It was a fun match. It went to three. I talked about it a little bit. Havoc. The match against Havoc was a lot of fun. After they went down to Arsenal, uh, they fell to play us. Um, after they went through wild cards and, uh, I, we handled them pretty well and they beat us in round one. I think they listed that as their, as their favorite win of the season. Um, and so it was nice, to, <laughs> nice to get one back on them in the bracket when it counted after that. So nice. Uh, I, uh, real Go quick. Ahead. So, uh, downpour that's, um, that's Brandon cook and yeah. James, Austin. James Austin, Michael White. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I um, I mean, they obviously look different, but I'm always confusing for Titan from far away. I'm like, okay, color scheme, got it. So, very cool. Um, I think um, that's all I had for for my 
<clears throat> I know you kind of went went down the uh, the list there. But I think I covered anything or everything that I noticed, um, including some of the players. Um, I um, thought I had something real quick, but I, I forgot. Uh, I want to shout out a few standout players I saw. You know, the teams named their MVPs. I think it's cool to have the team voted MVPs, and I was honored to be voted by my team as the MVP. Um, it's such a weird weird award though uh to have like a team mvp that's voted by the team like what unless like lucas decides that he just isn't going to be mvp and he gives it to someone else like who's going to vote for not lucas on that team right so at the same time like there's some other players that i'd want to shout out um some players who played their first elite seasons on fortune uh, and went through the full season i want to say congrats to brandon delamora and ruan um ruan especially has come a long way he was always kind of a, a decent arm, but he never really bought into being like a smart player. He never really bought into you know trying to make catches, and uh, so he he came a long way this season. I, I remember talking to him before the season started about if he was going to play this year, and he said, "Yeah, I bought knee pads, and I'm not jumping anymore." <laughs> that was what he told me. So good for him. He played a, a great season, and uh, to be a top four team in your first season is pretty impressive. Um. Riot really uh, showed that this season they have they have the the ability to make some moves. Uh, their first round tied for ninth wasn't great, but tied for fourth and tied for sixth are pretty good. Uh, second and third round finishes, good for Mark for putting a team like that together. You know he's not really dealing with any superstars, but they're competent. You know they they know what they're doing, and they've got a lot of people who are good for the community. Alex Alvarez is I think the actual captain of the team. Brian Haley's now playing you know on that team that's competitive that's fun and i really they're, they're the guy who won their team mvp cliff Ferry is one of my favorite guys so glad to see him do well um on havoc you know brody's the mvp there um you know you mentioned ronk earlier that guy throws really hard uh his throw just doesn't make any sense to me like brody's throw as much as people like his noodle arm i don't get how he waves it around like that but ronk's throw makes even less sense to me how a guy that's he's basically my size can throw like that it's just mind-boggling yeah i i forgot what i was talking to you about that but like i just i don't understand like he he must have like massive legs or something because i was talking to um his wife caitlin and i was like i know this is gonna sound really weird this is during sin city uh because i was playing with him on my team but i was like i know this is gonna sound really weird but it's like is daniel shredded does he have like a like an eight <laughs> is it just that like, strongest core of all time because it doesn't make sense and then she's like no <laughs> he has the opposite I was like cool he just made it even more of a mystery He's like how, how big are his legs and she's like they're massive it's like okay I, I guess i can that makes a little more sense i need to hit the gym now and stop skipping leg day but i'm, I'm glad you noticed that too because it, it's just like how how does he do that it doesn't make any kind of sense at all but um yeah anyway the little weird tidbit about about daniel ronk but uh who else you got uh let's see here just running back over the list of teams one more time. Um, yeah, I think that about covers it. I was happy to see Tad get on some teams that had some success. He's always kind of been like an edge guy. You don't really know. He's never really been on like one of those top teams before. So good for him. You, know, you, got, a, you got a chance to plan Titan in a round where they got second in, in Arsenal as a, as a competitive team that, you know, that kind of is in the conversation every year. So I hope he continues to have opportunities like that. Cause I think he's a good player and uh, 
know, I like seeing him play. So uh, I think that about covers uh, my shout outs for open at least. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not on a permanent team. Um, again, it wasn't there, so I can't speak to it, but if you are on Titan and you take him to second place, not saying he did it himself, but like you would think, um, he would stick around, but, um, I mean, he's one of those players that I think if he, unless he's already settled, if he's looking for a team for Nationals, he should be scooped up really quick. Um, I was just kind of going through the, the team mentions and the MVPs. Uh, shout out to Griffin Baker. Um, just kind of watching him transition from no sting to rubber and, and seeing that he was notified as best catcher. I don't remember what what team it was, but I think it was during bracket play. Um, he made this amazing catch. That stopped the gym. Uh, got a lot of a lot of cheers, and then so did Eric Nolan um, against uh, I think it was against Doom actually, um, maybe against Pyan, where he made a pretty solid catch as well. <clears throat> and it was cool seeing that happen, just because you know I, I know these guys. Um, and the only other person I wanted to mention was Daniel Arellano. Um, yeah, Tuza. Yeah, from Tuza. That guy, uh, he's always had a cannon, but it's like pff, whatever. He can't hit anything, but it seems like he's honed that in now, so he's a little more accurate which is uh which is great i mean i mean great for him bad for us but um <laughs> i think that's that's all i got marcus westbrook Westbrook from uh gridlock per usual not surprised with that one yes yeah, so i think i think that's a pretty good coverage of of, of open and i know that we kind of crossed into coaches a little bit a few times but i do want to kind of recap that a little bit as well and again most of my perspective unfortunately is going to be from round robin play so kind of lean on you a little bit more since you obviously went a little bit further. Um, I mean, I take that back. You guys went very far. So <laughs> <laughs> um, just looking at this bracket, geez, 27 teams. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I, I guess to just start with uh, teams that you noticed. Um, well, yeah, well, I think it's easier for me to start with teams that I didn't notice. And we're looking at the, the third round of the season of – Echo sort of being a no-show. That is, I think that's, um, I think that's uh, kind of the biggest story of this season, to be 2016's national championship. 2017, I think they came in fourth. And uh, now, you know, who's, you know, no one's going to say that they don't have a chance to show up at nationals, but what an interesting season it's been that now you have uh, basically one, two, all season was Rise and Rainbows. Um, and you didn't see anyone outside of that as the top two other than Anarchy who came and ran three who won it. Um, so that's, that's a crazy story to the, uh, to the 2018 season is Rainbow's first full year without Lucas and they're the best co-ed team in the West, you know, as far as standing goes. Wow. Yeah. Um, let me, let me step out of the darkness here because you, you threw some serious shade with that remark. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I, I was like Titan when they exited. I was like, that's early. Um, I How did they do in, in, in round two, Echo? Uh, they lost to Doom in round two as well as in round three, and it was pretty early. They lost to Doom before Doom played us. Hmm. And we played Doom, and then we played... Force, and then we played Arsenal in the winners' final, and then we played uh, uh, Rise in the winners' in the final final. So, I mean, what's that like? At least eight or something. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Doom uh, lost to Force, who had another great showing. I think. <laughs> Excuse me. Force losing there puts them in fourth. 
which uh, I think means that they got third in round one. I don't recall in round two, but fourth in round three. So it's a good season for them. Um, for Glenn and Ronk and company, uh, they were missing Ronk at round two. And I think they had Colin and uh, Sean Wheeler in his place. And they, they did they did well at round two. They must have gotten top four because they played us in the winner's semifinal. So, yeah. And a great, a great season for that team. Um, and uh, those ladies, I know especially, I think it's Azalea, is really a no-sting player. I don't think she plays much 8.5. So, cool for her to be on a really competitive 8.5 team. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Anarchy, man, that final. So the winner's final was a trip, and then the final final didn't go our way either. But uh, one thing that, that was interesting to us is it turns out that they had an injury. Um, Sammy Barrett got hurt, and so they, they added like a, a sub mid-tournament, hmm. which we, we didn't know was possible. We've always added emergency subs when we had a player available and just put them on the roster and then basically set it up beforehand and say, Hey, you're not, you know, you're not playing unless someone wants to sit. We had Brit at round two. She played a game here or there, but she was mostly just a shagger the whole day. We put her on our roster because we thought that you actually had to have the people on your roster beforehand, regardless of what happened. So that's something, uh, that, uh, that's interesting. Um, trying to think maybe there's some teams that heat made another big run. So they got one, two, three, tied for fifth. They uh, knocked out Fortune. Let's see here. See if I can find them to go. Fortune. They knocked out Fortune in the semi or in the quarterfinal of the winners bracket, and then we beat them. So those those are two interesting games. Fury, we played Fury, and then we played uh, Heat, and we smoked both of those teams like a pretty quick two zero. I had probably my two best games of the tournament. Against uh, Fury? Against Fury and against Heat. Just okay, my go. throw was just on point. Um, so those were fun games. I'm looking forward to watching the films of those games. I prefer to watch film that I'm good in. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll probably be avoiding the Anarchy Rise and uh, Anarchy games because, man, did we play, like, especially me, play like poop. <laughs> I think I threw three catches in the rise final. I, I think oh, man. in one of the games I might have thrown two catches, which is probably a career first in a game that I am actually trying in to throw two catches. Um, just their ladies just had our number. As much as we've you know generally handled them in the past, um, Louisa and uh, Monique, and Monique, and then on um, on Anarchy, Aaron, who's the the sub. And then uh, Rochelle, both just made a bunch of great catches against us. And our general strategy is to put that player in the line first so that if we throw a catch, it's not, you know, Billy coming in or something like that and backfire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to ask how how Fury was, but it seems like, as you said, you kind of handled them. But I I just only caught a couple of maybe round-robin plays. And they look like they were having a good time. Oh, what's her face? Rolina looked like she was just catching everything. And there's this one game where they're like trying to get the girls to suicide. And Angelique made like this really awesome catch. She went to go suicide. And they're like, Angelique, no. And it's just hilarious because she's like, why not? And like, just like, <laughs> hilarious. oh, um, Rolina did like this battle cry and it was hysterical. It was, I don't know what she, I think she cut a ball point blank and she just like, just let out this like 
beastie roar and it was like yo they're having fun that, that's awesome there- i like that i like that team a lot their yeah. match against uh, rise in the losers semis i think you'd call that something like that uh they that was a back and forth match man there were just a couple key mistakes they really should have beaten rise i think i think i would say that they outplayed them they just made crucial errors when they had the chance to win um so i mean that could have been a totally different tournament you know they go on to play force rise two out force so who knows what happens there with fury um i think we always we for whatever reason we tend to have fury's number we beat them in round three around one uh, round one in a game that we had no business winning I, it came down to me one on five and i made a catch and brought ricky in and we proceeded to steamroll the rest of the people in but like there's just there's just something about when we play them we tend to kind of find ourselves a little bit and uh so I, I like that team a lot i like that they have fun they always have fun in the round robin but they always do really well they were the four seed in this tournament so um but they're always just kind of right there knocking on the door. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Fortune had another decent tournament, but just couldn't quite put together. They, they got knocked out by Fury. So after we knocked Fury down, Fury beat Havoc, and then Fortune, and then lost to Rise. So uh, Fortune got knocked down by Heat, and then got knocked out by Riot. So or sorry, they knocked out Riot and then lost to uh, Fury. So um, a couple of long paths in the loser's bracket there. You can see Fury won one, two, two, ga- two games in the losers before getting knocked out. Doom got knocked down way early by Heat. Yeah, I was looking so at them. Heat got the 17 seed or something somehow. Like apparently they just, I think Randy talked to me about this at the bar, like they just didn't want to play anymore. It was so miserable. So they got the 17th seed, <laughs> ended up playing Retro in their first round and beating them and then beating Doom. So Doom was the one seed in their first game knocked down to the loser's bracket. Wow. And then proceeded to, <laughs> to poor Nope, poor Saucy, Poor Echo, poor Force. Force finally knocked him out. So they had a pretty long run in the uh, in the losers bracket against some teams that were probably hoping not to have to play Doom that early. Oh, like you don't want to see them that soon. You're like, Dang. no. Uh, yeah, Echo in their first game down in the losers bracket ran into Doom. So let's see where did Echo finish up? Yeah. We almost took out Echo. Um... We almost had them. Uh, Looks like they were the two seed. So in round robin, they, you know, they came through. But yeah, it looks like they played you guys first, and then they lost to Anarchy. Which yeah, I mean, they obviously won. So yeah, I I wonder. I was gonna say, I wonder what happened to Echo. Um, Hopefully, I'm not airing airing anything else I'm not supposed to. But I heard like Pyan was like his knee was bothering him. Yeah, I asked him about that. I heard the same thing, and he said it, it was fine. He he didn't think it was anything, and he played the, through the rest of the day, and then he was at their phone practice the next day playing. So, might have been just taking it easy, I guess, for uh, for nationals and Team USA. Yeah, I definitely want to see him. Okay, you know, there's no one I want to see hurt, but he's you know definitely one of the best players in the game in the world. So, if uh, we're playing <laughs> Team USA and he's on the team. I certainly don't want him to be hurt. Yeah, I kind of want him to be in full full health there. Uh, I'll send him thoughts and prayers and good vibes. There you go. Maybe a knee brace. Um, 
Let's see who else. Um, can't really speak too much. Uh, our, our team, we had fun. Uh, Abyss did all right, but I'm just trying to like replay anything crazy that happened from our perspective. I will say, and this is my own my own doing, I completely messed up playing against, um, I think it was Retro. We were playing against them. And before that game, I because I, I know Ashley Cook, I've heard about her. I know she's she's a pretty solid player. Yeah. And I made this comment like, oh, man, not really happy to see Tate's because that guy's been catching everything. And then I see her, I was like, oh, I'm also not happy to see you because I, I know that you're, you're pretty sneaky. And, and sure enough, um, one of the games, I took my eyes off her for like the briefest of seconds um, to hit Tate's, I think. And she just hit me in the back of the legs like, well, I mean, you're, you're kind of an idiot for, for not noticing that. Yeah. Uh, I think I was aiming for Tad. That's what it was. And um, so, uh, you know, talking about more people coming in from different regions, it's cool to experience that and see um, different dynamics added to it. But it's just funny because I, I totally called it. I was like, dude, just listen to your own advice. Like, why would you <laughs> called it? <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah, so that was retro. Um, ended up taking us out afterwards. But um, I don't think we played retro. They weren't at round two, or they were, but it was a different team. Right. But uh, we didn't play them in any of the rounds. We didn't play Echo once this year either. We never got to see them in round robin or in bracket. Um, so that's you know that's kind of a shame. But who knows? Maybe if they played us, they would have found themselves, and the whole story would have been different. So let's not butterfly affect any of this. Right. Um, I was gonna say I'm, I'm surprised to see Havoc kind of get knocked out. As soon as they did, but then I see like who took them out. Fury, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's sort of uh, kind of half that team against itself in a way. Yeah, that's like they know each other's uh, nuances and whatnot. Um, Arsenal looked like they took out Gridlock. Um, Boy, Gridlock, what a crazy turn of events to go. If you look at their first two round finishes, to we didn't mention it, but their round three finish in open was tied for 19th or something. <laughs> They can thank us for that. And I think Kale still hates me, which is awesome. Uh, I'll have to find it, but there's a picture of me and, and, and my team together, and you just see, like, Kale with his uh, middle fingers extended out. You can barely see him, like, right <laughs> on the so Yeah, third tied for fifth and then 16th at round three. Wow. So that's, a, that's that, an interesting anomaly there. That was the uh, grit anomaly. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, you know. If you can, that's a pretty big mark. Like you made a pretty big mark on the season by doing that. So all I wanted was to hurt Kale. That's it. So if I can, if I can turn, <laughs> if I can turn him into a, uh, a mean, angry person, I've won. Just like the, uh, the Joker and Harvey two face. Um, I don't know. If there's any other teams here that really stood out. Um, Really, again, we, we talked about them earlier, as you, as you said, Anarchy, just surprised. Well, I won't say surprised me. That's not the right word. Um, again, uh, not to pick on Echo, definitely seemed like we we're, were kind of painting them in a, in a negative light, but I was expecting them to be in the finals uh, with you guys and, and maybe um, Rise. And so, you know, when when Anarchy had taken over, I was like, wow, I get they're they're obviously open was, was definitely not a fluke. They're a solid team to contend with. Do you, um, I want to say, do you remember that last match, but do you feel like you got a, another taste of them, like a different dynamic because it was co-ed or was it kind of like, it was just like the open team 
minus two guys or, or what was that like for you guys? It was definitely strange. So they played with all their, they, I mean, they brought their whole roster. So the roster was the same roster. And I think they're planning to do like we do kind of, and just keep everyone and just have the subs when you need them. So but when they're, if you look at their round Robin, it, they were not great. I think they were something like 10th in round Robin. Um, and it somehow came out that they didn't have a, you know, they had riot who ended up being like seven as their second round game. And then they went to echo and beat echo. So, they had a. They didn't have a good round robin. We. I remember we beat them. At least I feel like we beat them pretty handily in round robin of coed. But in the final, their ladies just they came through, and um, you know, in the winners final as well. Uh, just. And I'm not saying there isn't things we could have done. We definitely could beat them, especially in that winners final. Like that game, there was some situations where we had there where we just kind of squandered them. So. Credit to them, you know, like like you said, it's not necessarily like they came out of nowhere, but they certainly put up, you know, as far as what they came to do. So good for them. That's always a lot of pressure. You're coming in and who knows, you've not played against these teams. You know, people kind of know who they are, but they don't necessarily know who everyone is or how they fit against them as a dynamic. So good for them to come out and in both divisions really put up. I'm sure they've, they're rolling with confidence going into uh, to nationals. Yeah, they're going to be a fun team to watch on the other side. Um, that's one thing I, I do remember uh, when I'm looking at round robin, like it didn't seem like any team was going to be one that you can sleep on. Um, every team is going to be a challenge. And it's just changed a lot from my previous experiences. Like, oh, we could, this is a warm-up team or, or we can uh, totally take these guys. We don't have to worry. We don't face a tough team till doom in like round three or five or whatever. But um, it, it – I'm glad that that's happening in, in other regions and I'm really curious to see like what the South brings um, along with the North. But um, yeah, just, just watching Anarchy play and, and just kind of just seeing how people react to them was, was fun for both open and co-ed uh, playing against them was, was also fun. And I was watching Mike McGee most of the time. I was, I was barely even watching Billy uh, just cause I know of it's like quick release and uh, that was it. Like I really, didn't know what to expect from uh, Zaps. Um, I, I just knew Brandon Kelly was like a solid catcher. Like tried try not to throw at him at all. And then um, I barely remember Armando from from Davis. But um, yeah, they all just seemed like a, a really tough bunch. Yeah, I knew Armando from last year. He actually came to round three last year, as did Billy. Uh, Billy played on New Breed. What you know? What's Heat now? He played on New Breed then. I can't remember. I think Armando played on Zephyr. Uh, and, uh, so I knew him a little bit from that. And then of course, from nationals, we played against, uh, Davis a couple times at nationals. So, um, yeah, I mean, credit to them. They put together a pretty well, well-rounded smart team. You know, they've got stars and they've got, you know, uh, transcendent talent. So they've got a chance that, uh, you know, you can't, uh, can't take that away from them. They definitely have a chance and I'm looking forward to another shot at them. Uh, I want to say uh, I had something and now I lost it. Oh, I want to say, oh, I was, I was told I had to bring this up. So uh, it's, it was kind of hinted at and discussed in the article for co-ed, but uh, Rise and us had kind of developed a, rise, a rivalry as the season go, went on, especially in co-ed. But in general, you know, I think we kind of all like those guys and I think they like us. Um, even Chris Bell, yes, Chris Bell, even you, we like you too. Um, <laughs> 
and uh, thank you for, you know, in, in our matches against Anarchy after in our winner's final and then after we took them out, credit to him, like he brought over waters and was kind of shagging for us and brought towels. And he's like, hey, you guys need a towel? Anybody need water? So that was really cool of him to do. Uh, but we actually had a bet against them um, going into this tournament in co-ed since we were tied first and second and then first and second, you know, for each of us. And uh, whichever one of us finished higher in this round actually had to, the loser had to wear the winner's jerseys during round robin co-ed at nationals. Oh, wow. So there was a lot riding on this game. A lot more than just who gets to play Anarchy for the chance to get first, I, I would say. Uh, and so that game had something, it was something special. So thanks to us, everyone gets to see Rise wear rainbow jerseys. That's awesome. I cannot wait for. <laughs> That's cool. Just uh, so a couple of them have their jerseys already. I've already got Jim one, and I think uh, Tim got one from Koiv. So we'll have a few spares for them to uh, to wear at nationals. So keep your eye out for that. I, I'm not sure anyone's ever had a had a bet like that going. Serge came up with it, or at least Serge gave it to us. I don't know. Someone on his team may have come up with it, but that was an awesome. That's an awesome thing. And I look forward to uh, seeing it play out. Hopefully, we get to play against them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I hope more teams follow suit with that. That's actually a pretty cool. Like, in addition to like like the mini competition <laughs> that each team has, like when hey, whoever catches the most buys or gets beer or, or whatever, just something like that, just adds to the fun and the uh, the camaraderie. And it's cool seeing other people in other people's jerseys and, and seeing that support. Um, yeah, I feel like when we first kind of showed up in Elite, there wasn't much. I want to say like camaraderie, like the top teams weren't necessarily like, I don't know. It didn't seem like there was a path to the top teams, you know, like they kind of rise kind of did their own thing and doom kind of did their own thing. Like they have their own chairs and they kind of sit in their own corner. Um, but just, uh, I guess just, I would say that like, especially rise has been since, since last year, they've been super friendly and open. Like we are happy to talk to them about stuff and they'll tell us about stuff like whether it's strategy or just, you know, shooting the crap. Um, so just don't be afraid to talk to someone like an elite, you know, you may spark up a rivalry or a great friendship or both. So yeah, that's something that's been a huge takeaway for us this season. And last season was, uh, was, um, our relationship with some of the other teams, especially rise and, uh, and always uh, showtime, especially Tori. That's awesome. Yeah. You never know. Um, they may seem like jerks, um, on the court, but off the court, if you just approach them and talk to them, end up being your best friend. I mean, I've known Serge and Jim for a very, very long time now. And we always had that friendly, friendly banter and, and whatnot. So, and, uh, when I first saw them years ago, I thought all oh, these guys are pricks. I don't want nothing to do with them. <laughs> Could have been more wrong. Um, well, I think that's all I have for co-ed. Um, I know it's definitely a lot to cover, but I think we, we did a pretty decent job going back and forth. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention that we might not have uh, covered or might have overlooked? Uh, I guess the only other thing is I'd shout out some of the ladies of co-ed. Um, our ladies, you know, don't get – I don't know that the ladies in co-ed ever get enough credit. You know, every team MVP was for open. I haven't seen the women's. I hope the women are taking the initiative to turn in the same information so yeah. we can get, a, get the top 10 teams, get their MVP and best catcher and favorite match. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't get to watch as much open, unfortunately, or women's as I do open. I uh, I keep scrolling through this article looking for for that, and I was like, "What am I looking for?" Like, I've, I've looked over these these entries so far, and you're right. Like, there isn't a, an MVP best catcher for coed, and like we do have the rankings, but you know, 
doesn't still quite count for for finals um yeah, if only those points counted. I love that that they're doing that, that they're tracking that. I hope, I wish Elite would do that. I think um, that would be cool. I know every you can't necessarily use it for nationals ranking because every division, ha every region has a different uh, kind of secondary division. But I do think it would be cool if you still got you know season series rings for it. Um, and I know that's just piling another thing on Elite's plate, but I it, think it, they're not yeah, doing anything. It, it is what it is. What it is. We we love it. And of course we want it. So we want more. <laughs> well, I think, um, I mean, so the North just had their first women's division. Yeah. Um, same thing with South. Like they, they completed the series, but they started with four moved to, I think six. So I'm sure we'll get there. And I, I forget that. It's like, well, why doesn't co-ed have rankings? Like, oh yeah, because West coast is the one that actually has a solid 8.5 co-ed division. So East coast has a uh, gnosting co-ed, but yeah, those were the only two co-ed divisions. No thing. And, and then, and then rubber. So, um, and then I think South just for the first time did their no sting as coed instead of open for round three. So yep. it's, it's growing. I, I generally don't, I, I don't care what your second division is, whether it's pinch or, or whatever. It would be cool if, if the season series was the same, you kept the score and gave the rings just like you didn't open. That's my personal opinion, but it, I mean, it is what it is. You know, that's just another thing for them to have to keep track of. So I get why they only do it for the ones that are really their, their main thing. Um, but just the ladies in general, uh, Tiffany and Kate, I mentioned, um, you know, I mentioned that Louisa and, um, Monique had great, had a great match against us. Uh, let's see here. I mentioned, uh, it's cool that, that uh, Azalea and uh, Brit, Brittany Mastro on force, they had a great season for, uh, you know, dominant no-sting players. You don't always see them transition. Not a lot of them come play uh, 8.5. I think our ladies are, are – the Northwest ladies are really the most 8.5-tempered uh, ladies. So you see all of them, you know, all of Witness – from the Northwest plays 8.5 and all of uh, the Seattle ladies play 8.5. So it's nice to see some of those other really good uh, ladies from the top women's no sting teams succeed in 8.5 as well. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of any other ladies that made some great plays. Oh, I saw Rolina made a huge catch in that rise match that Fury lost in the, uh, in the losers semi. So, or I guess that'd be like the quarter, somewhere between the quarter and the semi. I'm not sure how to quantify that in the losers bracket. Right. Um, but uh, she made a huge catch that they just couldn't quite capitalize on, if I remember right. But so I always love to see that. I love 8.5. I and I strongly dislike no sting. So I hope we get to keep co at 8.5 because I know there's a lot of ladies who would never really get a chance to play 8.5 nationally if, say, if that left the West Division. So I've heard some rumors and I just want to, I want to say keep co at 8.5. Yeah. I'm all about keeping anything in 0.5. So if, uh, if co at 8.5 is on the chopping block next, that, that's really sad. Hopefully they don't do that. But, um, yeah, I think, um, I think showdown you ready for showdown. Yeah. So let's get into to how that went down. So it was, so who, who is left? So the top four going in, remaining uh, the two matchups were me against Daniel John Robertson and uh, Michael Coyve against Drew Jones, two Portland guys. Um, so that was interesting. Three of the top four were from the Northwest. And actually, if Sean had beaten Dan, 
we would have been four of us and three rainbows and Dan took out Sean. So the first match was me against uh, Dan. And I think I got the first one and I can't remember what happened. The second one, there was one that was a draw, but around the fourth, the third or fourth game, it was like two to one or, or one to two. I think I was ahead two to one. And it was the fourth game because we'd had one restart or something like that. Maybe it was one to one. And I like my whole body started cramping. I was like, crap, can't run anymore. My calf's cramped. Crap, I can barely hold the ball. My hand's cramped. It's like I got off the last couple throws I could, and I think it was two to two after I made I went for one catch that I didn't get. In the final game, I was just like, okay, my only hope is to try to stand him up and like fake at him and fake at him, fake at him, and hope he throws. And I got him to throw, and I just kind of did my little lay down move and trapped it against my hip and couldn't get up. <laughs> yeah. it, was a, it was it. <laughs> so uh, I, I pulled that one out in uh, a miracle. And then I didn't watch any of Koiv against Drew because I was laying on the ground getting stretched out to try to be ready to play whoever won. I think Koiv beat him 3-0 or 3-1 maybe. All the while, he was starting to cramp up too. So we had to cramp off in the finals, and it was ugly. The first one we ran up, we both threw, and I ducked under his. And uh, he or he, he ducked under mine. It just went right over his back, and he hit me right in the side. I couldn't duck it. And then uh, I did get a game. I think I, I think I hit him under his block, and then just I tried to catch him once and couldn't. I think he might have hit me in the taint one time. Oh, jeez which Mark was super happy about, of course, because I got, I don't know if you've seen the infamous video last year where I kind of roll over against Vince and it hits me and bounces up there and falls on my head. Yep, I've seen so, that. So, taint. Mark was like, two years in a row in the taint. <laughs> so, he, he couldn't be more happy about it. But Koi uh, earned it, and hopefully he uh, his body holds up a little better against the superhumans he's going to have to play at uh, Nationals in Mikey and Glenn. I'm not. I don't envy. I don't envy him <laughs> having to play against those guys. Plus, I'm just got, a normal uh, dude. So he's got uh, Mikey Hashimoto, Mike McGee, and Glenn Spacer. That is, he better be training. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. I like to tell people I'm just a regular guy. Like some of these people, they walk on the court and like in a one-on-one situation. I don't know, man. Like, against Mikey, I can get Mikey out in the course of a game. Like, I can find the right time to hit him. And I can, in in the flow of a game, I think I have a little better shot. Like, when it comes to one-on-one, there's just no, like, he just, he throws faster, he throws quicker, he's faster, he's he can drop and jump and do everything. Like, what am I supposed to do against that, you know? Like, just hope. Just, <laughs> just hope I get lucky, I guess. So, I, I don't I don't envy Koi of having to go against that. With how um, intense the uh, the finals were last year, I'll give uh, I'll give Corey some free chicken here. So uh, Mike McGee has a really hard time with boundaries. So unless he figures that out, <laughs> I heard the story of yeah. how he went over the line all three games, and his his teammates' apps was like, "I don't want to win that way," which was I mean, super cool. But yeah, if it's if it's now, we're rooting for the West. Um, yeah, Coiv will Coiv will absolutely accept the winning that way. I gotta tell you, <laughs> use that to your advantage. Yeah. Um, yeah, if Mike McGee's listening, just watch those boundaries, man. Um, you don't want to go out like that. Um, well, very cool. I, I think that pretty much covers it, at least as far as uh, what you and I can do. Um, definitely helps the fact that I was there. But um, now I 
truly see how, how easy it is to have everything be such a blur, even though this was only like, like barely a week ago. But, um, before we close out though, was there anything else that you wanted to mention or anything that might've come to mind, uh, before we do so? Hey, congrats to doom on, uh, I think their third straight, maybe fourth straight, third straight season series sweep. Good for them. You know, uh, we're looking forward to trying to, to bring down the beast come, uh, nationals. Um, congrats to everyone, uh, who's going to nationals and getting to see rise wear rainbows jerseys. Um, and just great job for the West teams. Like you mentioned it a few times yourself, just saying, uh, how much you've seen some of those teams make improvements, how there's no real, um, you know, gimme teams anymore. Um, so I definitely think the kind of the middles in the bottom have come up. So that's awesome to see. And I hope, I hope we continue to see that growth. So I think that'd be one of my biggest takeaways from the season is just how much the dodgeball has improved all around. Yeah, definitely. It's not a, I know we said a few times, but it's anybody's game. Um, and we can see that when you look at the standings, but, um, cool. Well, um, Again, sorry about the going back and forth between the schedules, but uh, thanks for being so flexible, man, and for being so thorough. It's been awesome talking to you and recapping these events and uh, look forward to seeing you nationals. Sounds good, Steve. Thank you very much. All right, man. Take care. See ya. So that was a recap of the West Round 3 term that took place July 7th, and huge thank you to Alan Thomas for rolling with the schedule changes and hopping on again to help me cover open and co-ed as best we could. Definitely appreciate your memory and thoroughness from previous recaps. And while I am bummed that Surge couldn't make it, I know there will be more opportunities uh, for us to cover and recount events as the uh, the future unfolds. Real quick shout out and congrats to Doom for taking Open, Anarchy for taking Coed, and Invasion for taking Women's uh, for this round. And with respect to the region overall, congrats to everyone that finished strong with Doom taking first overall and just continuing to dominate the West. Rise for taking second and Titan for hanging in there and taking third. Also want to congratulate Rainbows for taking the co-ed division and Love Tap for maintaining first uh, for women's overall as well. To all the new teams that are on the trail, it's been exciting watching the development and progression of talent of this division overall. And it just makes me that much more excited for nationals and just to see how everyone's going to clash. It's going to be great. Last but not least, thank you to everyone for helping me cover these events. Uh, definitely looking forward to improving and being more thorough, especially once things uh, calm down a little on my end. I uh, really want to be more timely, but I also want to see if there are better ways to to get more coverage of the event, whether that's different hosts or just different format. Um, you know, as it goes, per usual, just your feedback is always welcome, and I'm always open to it, so send it anytime. That being said, until next time, have a great rest of your Friday, and have a great week. This is going to be fun to edit. So, yeah, um, lost Alan due to a power outage. So just going to wait for him to hop back on. I think I'm talking to you at this point. So let's just stand by until we get Alan back.